What's going on, everybody? You're listening to a new episode of Living with TBI. My name is Jose Betancourt. And it's been over two years since I've uh, been dealing with my injury, my brain damage. I call it brain damage because that's what it is. My brain is damaged. And it has been a, a real adventure. Now, lately, because things have been opening up, uh, when I first got injured, it was in, the, in September of 2019. And then not too long after that, COVID appeared, and then there was the lockdown. So 2020 was a blur. I don't remember much of 2020. And I, I, I grew accustomed to living a certain life during that time. That was the early stages before I started to realize limitations and get fully diagnosed. So I grew used to a certain lifestyle. So the thing that is tough is that I had to relearn how to be around people. And this all boils down to the fact that once again, more people are traveling, more people are outside, people are walking around without masks, so on and so on. And I had to learn and discover new limitations. And uh, a few months ago, my wife and I decided to go to Florida to visit my mom for a week. And there's when I had the most trouble. And it was really disheartening because after a while I thought, okay, I have a familiarity with my limitations. I know what to look for ahead of time and I know how to handle certain things. And then here came this trip to Florida and I discovered new limitations and new restrictions and, and uh, irritab irritable things and the depression came back. And then um, once we got home, I recovered I began to look for those new limitations and those warning signs. And then we, for the first time since being injured, we went back to Florida, but this, but this time we flew to Florida. The first time we went, we went by vehicle. This time we flew. And it, it was, you know, part of it is... You know, I, I was thinking of things that would happen before I even stepped foot into the airport. So I had to calm down. I had to really uh, take a few days before we even went to the airport to try to uh, get over the fear of what if. What 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 if there's a screaming baby in the in the, in the plane? What if um, there's just a lot of people surrounding us? I had to get over that. I had to just go and then deal with it. But, you know, someone with TBI, hopefully everybody listening understands because they too are going through a similar, a similar situation. When you live in, when, when you have TBI, nothing is just... Uh, as simple as, well, we'll see when we get there. It, it, it's really not. Uh, 
And my wife understands that now. So she was really nervous for me, <laughs> which I think didn't help. But anyway, we, we get to the airport. I immediately put on my noise-canceling headphones. And uh, thankfully, I had those. Um, they're a little pricey, $500. But for me, it is worth every penny. I, I, I didn't think I really needed them until I went to the airport, and especially in the airplane. So we went in, into the airport. Of course, it's New York City, so it was packed. Uh, it was LaGuardia, and uh, it's in Queens. We live in Queens. Anyway, we go to the line for, uh, you know, to check in. Uh, not check in your bags. Um, we go through the security line. And of course, we got to take off our shoes. We got to empty out our carrying our, our carry-on bags. I had, you know, my camera, my computer, and stuff like that. They're yelling at us. I got to take my belt off. Now, usually, I will keep. I will uh, before I even step online. I will put my phone, my wallet, my keys, everything in my book bag. I have a book bag that is uh, made for cameras, so I'll put everything in there. I did not hear them say, put your uh, tablets or laptops in a different tray. I didn't hear them say that, so I left it in the bag. Because of that, they had to open the bag and check it in front of me, blah, blah, blah. So uh, that was somewhat of an annoyance, but that was on me. So we went to a lounge. We were able to spend about an hour and a half there. And then there was a screaming baby in the lounge. <laughs> uh, we, we immediately ran to another part of the lounge where the baby was not uh, located. I put on my noise-canceling headphones again, and I was okay. We get on the plane. Well, we get to the gate, and it is mayhem. It, it, it is just mayhem. There are kids all over the place screaming. And I can't blame them because they are packed in this airport. They're irritated. They're, you know, some of these kids are, have never seen a crowd this big. And some of the kids are, you know, uh, are different in age. So, of course, I expect them to be irritable because as an adult, it irritates me. So these kids are screaming. They're fighting with their parents. There's one lady who was carrying a kid all over the airport. Well, not all over the airport, all over the gate where we were all waiting because this kid was, uh, he was trying to run away. He must have been about six, seven years old, if not younger. So my, my headphones are in silent mode. There are people trying to push us or, or trying to push through us. There are people trying to, and if you hear noise, uh, there's, a, there's people, uh, there's a party or a little gathering for my wife but and I'll explain why I'm in the room <laughs> recording a podcast instead of being out there in the living room where everybody's at so uh, but it's distracted me it's distracted me uh, once things settle down I'll, I'll be able to get back to my point okay okay so I think I think I'm be I'm able to get I remember what I was saying so 
we get into the airplane, our seats are the final three seats all the way to the back of the airplane. Uh, my wife goes, she tells me that she did not pick those seats. We were supposed to have different seats, but the airplane, uh, the, the airport or, or the airline, they decide where you seat. <laughs> and sitting all the way in the back means you're right behind the motors or right in front of them. So, or the engines, excuse me. I'm getting distracted by the noise. So as soon as we get all the way to the back, I hear somebody chopping ice. Of course, it's the stewardess. They're chopping ice so that they can have refreshments when we, when we get to the, you know, when we are at high altitude. As people are coming in, there's a group of kids, four of them, three of them seat together. There are two there are two rows in front of me and they sit on my side and they're yelling. They were yelling throughout the entire flight, yelling at each other. And these kids had to be about eight, nine years old, maybe 10. They were obviously related. So they were arguing the way siblings do, but they were arguing at a extremely high volume. And the mother was trying to do the best she could, but she, she had, her son next to her. So my wife is looking at me. She's like, please don't get irritated. I'm like, these are working. I can hear them, but very muffled. So it's doing its job. As long as the batteries hold up, I should be good. And then the plane takes off. And at one point I, I, I turned off the noise cancellation because I could press the button and turn off noise cancellation so I can actually hear people as they're talking to me. It uses the microphones. I believe the AirPods Max, which is what these are called, have nine microphones. So when I put it in transparency mode, I can hear people regularly as if I'm talking to them uh, or I, as if I don't have them on. So I put it in transparency mode to say something to my wife and I hear the freaking, I hear everything just hit me in one shot. The mo the engines of the plane, because remember, we're in the back. The rumbling of the cabins. The kids screaming at each other. Somebody hitting ice in the back. <laughs> one of the stewardess. And another kid playing uh, something on her iPad because the entertainment was wasn't working on the on the flight on JetBlue and as soon as I turned off transparency mode all of that noise hit me at once to the point where I thought I was having a seizure or something I thought I was going to freak out I closed my eyes I, I, I immediately put noise cancellation back all of a sudden I felt claustrophobic my heart is racing, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose it on flight. You know, we're in the air. There's nowhere I can go. I'm going to lose it. So I kept breathing and breathing, slowing down my breathing, uh, holding my breath in, just picturing myself. Basically, what I did was 
the same technique I do when, when we do CAT scans. And I'm inside of these CAT, CAT scan machines that I don't fit in. <laughs> and I closed my eyes and I just uh, tried to control my breathing. And it worked. It worked. It, it, like a minute later, I felt good. I, cl- I, I kept my eyes closed. And then I, I, just, I just couldn't turn off the noise cancellation. As soon as I would turn them off to say something to my wife or my son, that noise was just hammering me. So that wasn't pleasant. But the only thing that was pleasant (laughs) was that it was less than two hours or about two hours to get to Florida. So it was a fairly quick flight. And, yeah, it it was really a bad experience. I'm not going to say that it was pleasant or I was pleasant surprised it was not a good experience and then the tough thing was when we got home when we got to my mother's house she was having hip surgery the following day so we got there on a Tuesday she was having hip surgery replacement on Wednesday Wednesday morning so at uh, 4.30 in the morning we had to wake up take my mom to the hospital And so I only had about three hours of sleep. So I was getting over all the commotion with the airline and the the flight. I didn't have time to rest. Basically throughout the entire three weeks that we were there, I had no days where I could just lay down for the the entire day in pure silence and and be comfortable and recuperate. And uh, I've spoke about how driving a few hours would wear me out. So imagine flying. And then every day I had a, I had a, every day we had to drive. Uh, Florida, you just can't get around by transport, uh, public transportation or walking around. So I had to drive. And then there was one point where we went to this place called, uh, uh, Elevate or something like that. It, It had indoor, Bowling, they had indoor uh, pool table set up, arcades. It even had a go-kart track. And so my son wanted to go there. He wanted to go there and he wanted to race. And so he was, you know, he asked me, hey, you want to you race? And, and, and I said, okay. So the track was pretty nice. You know, it, it goes up on a ramp. It goes in a in number eight shape. And then there's some sharp turns and. I was like, I should be able to handle this. But what I didn't know was that <laughs> we were going to be racing against six other people. And everybody was like in gun hole mode. Like there was at certain points in the track, your tires would squeak. And so every time it would squeak, I would jump up. And now I had my smaller noise cancellation headphones, but I could not wear them during the race. And then the helmet that they put on was too tight. (laughs) And you have to put the visor down. So I put the visor down. It is hot as hell. I'm too big for the co-cart. Uh... And and I, I, I thought I was going really fast. My wife said, man, you, you were driving so carefully. <laughs> so it was kind of funny because she showed me a video, and it looks like I'm not really going that fast. But in my head, 
holy crap. At one point, things were going so fast that I forgot what I was supposed to do. And I was ready to just keep going straight into a wall. Now, you know, these go-karts have very big bumpers that protect you from impact. But in my situation, because I got hit in the front of the, hit in the, front of the head, um, I don't know how I would react to whiplash or something like that. So I, after a while, it was about 10 laps. Halfway through, I started thinking, Holy crap, what happens if somebody hits me from the side? Well, I keep hearing these tires screeching, and they sound like they're right next to me. And then I have to slow down and turn, make these sharp turns, and there's people right on my back. After a while, I was like, what am I supposed to do? What am I doing here? Oh, crap, there's a wall coming up. Let me let me slow down. <laughs> and then at one point, I was like, can this thing finish already? Because I am... I'm breathing hard. I can't breathe in this thing. And the noise is driving me crazy. I came in out of eight people. I came in seventh. <laughs> I think the guy who, who was last was, was an older guy. I'm 50 and he was older than me. And then he actually made a joke like, oh man, that was very skillful. And how you allowed everybody to pass you. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I, you know, I'm a good sport. But yeah, that that was uh, that was close. And then and then I I went to go visit a friend, and we're all talking about music. And <laughs> he's controlling his TV with his remote and playing different music. Actually, it was YouTube. And so he goes, "Why don't you uh, search for some artists that I've never heard of?" So he's showing me the remote. He's like, you ready? I'm going to toss it to you. And I go, yeah, I'm ready. He tosses the remote, but I never moved. It smacked me right in the freaking between my, my upper lip and my nose. <laughs> I mean, I just stood there and watched. At the last second, I moved. And my wife, my son, and my friend were like, well, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, what do you mean what's wrong with me? <laughs> so I told him, I said, Ever since my injury, my timing is off. And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, he was very sorry about that. I said, no, it's okay. I told you. I, 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 sh I shook my head. I said, yeah, I'm ready. Throw it to me. And I just could not react in time. <laughs> so um, that could have been a mixture of a lot of things, of just mental fatigue, the fact that I couldn't rest. Like there were periods where we would get home. And we're supposed to do something, and all of a sudden I'm sleeping for about 30 minutes. I wake up fully energized, but I still had headaches. Um, we're home now, and I've been able to relax for the most part. Uh, yesterday was like a very relaxed, full day. Didn't do anything. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm learning again. Now I'm learning new limitations. It, it is very frustrating. I, I, I've left so many restaurants during the three weeks we were in Florida. Um, I walked out. Like, I, I had to. There was one time we went to IHOP. There was a kid who just, oh, my God. Holy crap. And, and, I, and I, I it's no joke when I say that. It, it seems like 
no matter where we go, there's a kid hiding in the corner, ready to pop out and start yelling and crying. That's the, the running joke with us. So there was a bunch of kids with, with these ladies, and I, and I, and I knocked on the, the table that we were eating on. I said, no, they've been good. Knock on wood. And it was as if I just woke up a sleeping uh, giant because the one kid was just like, psych. <laughs> and uh, so I walked out. You know, I ate. I walked out. Um, happened again at the IHOP. Out of nowhere, a kid just starts screaming, and I'm, and we just got our food. So I ate half of my, I had like a breakfast burrito. I ate half of it as fast as I could, left the other half, and I told everybody, I said, I'll see you guys in the car. Um, I said, don't rush for me. I'll be in the car. Please finish your food. And then they brought me my food. My wife brought me my food in a, in a doggy bag. <laughs> but that's my life now. That's my life. I will leave a restaurant if it's too freaking loud. Now, there's a party in, you know, little family gathering. My wife's birthday was earlier in the month. So they're throwing up, because we were in Florida, they're throwing her a little party. Her side of the family's throwing her a little party. But they are loud. They are really loud when they are, when they are together. And at one point, I was out there without my headphones. At one point, one of them was one of her aunts was talking to me, but her her audible literally made me jump. And I looked at her in shock. And my wife goes, "Go inside. Go in the room. Lock yourself in the room. Put on your headphones. Stay in the room." So here I am. In, in my room, locked away like a damn pet. <laughs> so, yeah, even my even for my own birthday, I had to put on uh, headphones just so I can be out, out there and be able to, you know, interact with people because it, it was just too loud. But anyway, I know, I know that there are a lot of people who are going through something similar and, and the noise levels are affected. You're... You know, I'm still having visual, uh, I still have visual side effects or side effects with my vision. <laughs> and my, my timing, uh, I, it's unfortunate that I had to <laughs> discover just how poor my timing is. And I do therapy. I'm still doing cognitive and vision therapy. But after a while, you start getting accustomed to the same type of drills that they give you in therapy. So I assumed, oh, man, I'm getting better. But when I was in a, in a real-life situation where my friend tossed me the remote, <laughs> it just smacked me in the face. He didn't even throw it hard. I just could not move. In my mind, I was like, all right, there it goes. It's coming. Splat right between my freaking mouth and, and nose. We had a good laugh. Now, he looked at me all scared because, you know, I'm much bigger than he is. But, you know, I was like, dude, it, it's just ever since I got injured, that's the, the life I got to deal with. And it wasn't his fault. So <laughs> we had a good laugh. 
But anyway, I know it's been a while since I've uh, posted up a, a podcast. And um, some of that is due to because my son is home from school, from college, and uh, he's occupying the, the, the room that I record my episodes on. And also we've been trying to live an active lifestyle, my wife and I. You know, she's in remission from her cancer. I'm still on disability. But we discovered that being home so much was was doing a, a disservice or, or, or really affecting us physically in a negative way. So we've been as active as we could, going for walks all the time, a few times a day, or just taking a drive somewhere and seeing something new. And, you know, trying to, from at least for me, trying to be in these situations to see how I handle them. And maybe I can down the road get used to them. But right now, it's not that easy. <laughs> Easier said than done. But at least I'm trying. But So I hope everybody's doing good. I hope... Uh, hello, Julie. You've been uh, leave, leaving me voicemails, and I hope you're doing better. I know the last one you, you sent me, you talked about having issues with with driving and being fatigued afterwards. Um, hope you're doing well. But anyway, I'm going to wrap it up now. I'm starting to like really feel the effects of all the noise and trying to think of stuff to say and things like that. I'm starting to fade away. So you guys take care. I appreciate you guys listening, and I will talk to you later.